On today's episode of Secrets to Scaling Your E-Commerce Brand, I had the chance to chat with Shira Gorin from Zygo. Uh, we talked about all sorts of stuff. Uh, we went into uh, uh, tech, we went into apps, we went into some of the potential disasters uh, that they had uh, as they were developing their product that actually turned into just incredible parts of the product and uh, really created some word of mouth. Really interesting to get your wheels turning as far as connecting um, tech with your products. I know that I was already thinking about that in the interview. So I think you guys are really going to get a lot out of this. Hey guys, before we begin, I want to talk to you about how to grow your e-commerce brand in a post iOS 14.5 world. If you're doing over seven figures in D to C, you need to hear this. Back when Facebook ads were absolutely crushing it and driving massive amounts of revenue, setting up basic flows and sending out occasional email campaigns used to cut it, SMS marketing included. You'd see it constantly and so would we when we were looking at accounts at Mindful Marketing. Brands earning 20 to 45% of their total revenue with email marketing with maybe three to four hours of work a month and that's because they just set up some basic flows and then silence but now that the facebook algorithm has stopped spitting out such ridiculous returns where do we go retention but it requires marketers to go deeper than simple templated flows and copy and pasted campaigns which we've seen all the time it requires actually having a system that increases the ltv of your customers and then actually realizing that entire customer lifetime value in a shorter period of time and hopefully even searing a higher LTV. We're saddened to see brands do all the same things with their emails and SMS, and we're sick of auditing agency accounts who simply set up welcome flows and show off how many sales they make. Anyone can set up a welcome flow, abandoned cart flow, etc. That is the simple stuff, guys. The real key in retention marketing is digging deep into your market, copy, offer, your creative, and then pairing that with a strategy that turns one-time buyers into two-time buyers, into three-time buyers, and on and on, just like we've seen at our brands. So if you want to find out exactly exactly how deep our retention marketing strategy goes, book a quick wins call with our team and we will show you exactly how we drive more repeat sales for our clients and hopefully how you can too. Go to mindfulmarketing.co slash quickwins. That's mindfulmarketing.co slash quickwins, all one word. Now on to today's episode. Hey guys, Jordan West back here with another episode of Secrets to Scaling Your E-Commerce Brand. Today, I am joined by Shira Gorin from Zygo. And Shira, welcome to Secrets to Scaling Your E-Commerce Brand. Thanks for having me, Jordan. Excited to be here. Yes, yes. I actually, just so everybody knows, I, I had an incredible intro right before this, but I accidentally hit mute before. So I didn't give quite as good of an intro. Uh, I'm going to let Shira do her own intro. Shira, for people who know nothing about you or Zygo, tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. Sure. So I'm not a swimmer, which I think is an important fact about me, or I wasn't a swimmer before this company. I grew up in LA. I went to high school with my now co-founder. I was a soccer player, played soccer in college, came back to LA for law school, but was an overall avid enthusiast of all things boutique fitness, swimming excluded, and really kind of started pulling the thread of why swimming was so fun as a kid. And yet there's this inflection point. And as an adult, it's completely intimidating and hasn't really come into the modern day fitness era. And so got us really excited thinking about how to change the space. Plus redlining wasn't as fun as the idea of being poolside. So figured if I could make it my career, then it would make me a much happier person. <laughs> awesome. So for people who don't know anything about Zygo, can you just explain to us what exactly the product is? Because it's super unique. You, you sort of have to have to see it or have it explained to you. So do you mind just kind of walking us through what you guys exactly do and what this product is for? 
Yeah, exactly. So the space of audio and swim, the only things that existed pre-Zygo were MP3 players. So traditional, you have to download, actually probably anyone younger than me doesn't even know how to own or download music and then plug something into your computer and then put it onto a piece of uh, equipment. So Zygo is the first and only streaming option for audio and live communication as you swim. On the technical side, Bluetooth doesn't penetrate water. So we use a specialized radio frequency to be able to penetrate water. So you can stream an audiobook, a podcast, any playlist. We also have an app of guided workouts similar to Peloton. So you can press play on a 30 minute hit workout or a Amy Winehouse themed workout and off you go and you're guided through a fun swim. Okay, that's crazy. So I didn't realize that Bluetooth can't go through water. So how did you guys do that? Like which one of you guys is the is the techie person that figured out like, oh, okay, we're gonna have to do this. Was this like new tech? Did the tech exist already out there? Walk me through that. Yeah, so neither of us are technical at all, but we are smart enough to know what we don't know and hired much smarter people than us to figure out this physics challenge. So we found an electrical engineer out of Austin who specializes in radio frequency and miniaturizing radio frequency. And then we have a mechanical engineering group that specialize in waterproofness, but it did not exist before us. And the interesting piece about the tech that we own is radio frequency is kind of an antiquated technology, but we took it and we're using it for a novel purpose because Bluetooth as a technology doesn't penetrate water, which is why some of the other Bluetooth players in swim, your head has to be out of the water or the device has to be out of the water for it to actually work because it completely loses its transmission when it's underwater. Gotcha. So were you able to get a patent for this because it was a different use case of radio frequency? or or, or is this something that's just kind of out there? So we use a public radio frequency band, but we do have a utility patent on the way that we specialize the impedance matching of the transmitter to the headset and using that radio frequency for the purpose that for swim. So is this, was this a product like when you guys first launched this, was this a product people were looking for? Or is this something that you had to get in front of swimmers and in front of people? Like, I'm just thinking there's probably not a lot of a search volume out there for exactly what you are trying to do. Walk me through how you guys did that. Yeah. Also, the search volume has actually surprised us in terms of how many people actually are are trying to crack the code in terms of audio for swim. But to to answer your first question, our first company was called Swim Team. And it was a 45 minute boutique fitness class, really because Charlie, my co-founder, and I wanted to take a class. We wanted to take like a SoulCycle-esque class, but for swim. So that was our first business. And we hired actors in LA that had swim backgrounds and they were really charismatic and really good looking. And we devised this 45 minute class and we hacked a bone conduction headset with the splitter and it was very DIY, but the consumer could put the headset on and hear the coach and music as they swim. And we thought that was our business. You know, we created the swim category on ClassPass, but very quickly, everyone kept asking us if they could buy the headset. Customers wanted to use it to stream their own music. Coaches saw that you were able to talk to your athlete in real time. Coaches wanted to use it for their daily practices. And so we didn't have this like self-fulfilling prophecy of like, we think people need streaming audio, but we started with this class and very organically, it became so clear that everyone wanted to use it because nothing in the market solved their problem. And we live in a streaming era. So if you went on a run or a bike, you'd be streaming. And so the same should apply to the pool. Yeah, absolutely. I, I am not a swimmer, so I've never come across this problem before, but I can totally imagine that people who are swimming 
swimming for however long people swim for right? <laughs> just right. would want that because like, of course, like when I go on a run, when I go biking, all of those things, I stream the entire time, right? Like that's right. how I get through so many books and all these sort of things. Like, of course you'd want to have that while you're in the water. So how did you get the product out there to people? Were, was this like, was this Facebook, Instagram ad driven? Was this organic? What did that look like? Yeah. So we spent about two and a half years just developing products before even really releasing it to the wild. And we knew our first production run was going to be a thousand units. So we decided to do an Indiegogo campaign, um, okay. like a really strategic 30 day campaign to sell those thousand units. And then for us really to have that thousand beta testers to be able to product test, to get it in their hands, to see their feedback, to improve as we went to market. So that was in 2019. And then we started shipping units in September of 2020. And once we had inventory to sell, we started spending some advertising dollars on Facebook pretty limitedly. And we started spending limitedly on Google and just those two avenues alone. To date, we have been sold out from the moment we started selling. Again, starting with small batches, but we yeah. haven't even, I think, scratched the surface really in terms of what our entire marketing ecosystem looks like. We just know that Google's really working. We can pour more fuel on that fire. And Facebook has also had some good uh, return as well. Absolutely. Uh, this is an interesting product category space because I feel like within the next, I mean, maybe it's already happened, but I can imagine, especially as somebody who enjoys looking at businesses and buying them, I can imagine that Peloton is probably going to be knocking on your door at some point in the near future or any of those, any one of those apps out there. Is that part of the, the long-term play with this company? You know, we never really built to sell. We really just were so intrigued by the swim category, but I think especially over the past year with COVID and all the incumbents with Apple getting into fitness, with Amazon getting into fitness, with Peloton dominating two thirds of the triathlon market when you have the bike and the run, you can't talk about the trifecta without talking about swim. So mm. we're keeping our heads down. We love that we're like, you know, the only fish in the pond, if you will, right now. But I think that for us, it's a really intriguing conversation to be had about how we could seamlessly fit into a much bigger company and then really own someone's entire fitness journey, right? You swim yeah. one day. Day, you run one day, you bike one day, and it's all under the same umbrella. For us, that makes us even more excited about the amount of people who swim for fitness today, but also those that like you, right? Like our goal is to inspire someone like you who does run, who does bike and knows that swimming is probably good for them, but it's boring or they haven't been inspired to swim. We think that latent market is there the same way that Peloton and SoulCycle pre them, not as many people were spinners and now it's kind of ubiquitous, right? So oh, yeah. the same thing yeah. can be happened for swim. Wow. Wow, that's amazing. I'd love to hear a little bit about the app design process and how all of that sort of ties into your customer journey. Because one of my questions before I realized that you had the app was going to be, you know, what do you do as far as customer lifetime value? Because you've got the one product, right? Right. Talk me through that a little bit. Yeah, again, like as my co-founder and I come at it from such a, con like we're hyper consumers of connected fitness. And so it's like what inspires our behavior to get on the bike or to go on a run and let's apply that to swim. So to start, the app has guided content 
everything from a 20 minute sprint set to a, you know, a 30 minute, if you want to keep your hair dry, a lot of breaststroke or their music theme, since music is so important for all workouts. So it really runs the gamut of like why someone would use the app. And we have our music licensing rights. But to your point, in terms of building that lifetime value and what we see is that Right now we're working on metric tracking so that you also have the data and feedback. So as a swimmer, you know, it could be like, hey, Jordan, you just swam the length of the English channel, right? Or like all those things mm. that have that positive behavior cycle and then leaderboards, or you could have teams that are all trying to get to a certain distance. And then eventually, and we beta tested it internally, but live classes as well. So you could have people showing up in different cities, in different countries with their Zygo attending a live swim class the same way that you would go to live class and an instructor could call you out with people making, in our opinion, a solitary and silent sport now more community driven and engaging. Cool, cool. That's that's super great. I'd love to hear about a time when you guys were first starting some something that didn't exactly go right. I'm sure that in tech, especially, there's been lots of those moments. Were there any of those like, oh, moments? Yeah. How much time do we have? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, again, I think our opportunity is also our challenge in terms of the fact that this didn't exist. So there's not a lot to point to. But I mean, with the initial tech, it was like we would get units and they wouldn't work underwater, right? Or the range wasn't there. Or, you know, with uh, the antenna design, again, like a lot of learnings around how to optimize that it works the best is that I'll give you one example is that we learned very quickly that the transmitter that sends the radio frequency when it's vertical, it has a much better range. In our opinion, looking at the consumer side, we're like, oh man, if we have to like make a stand to set it in the stand, that's like another thing that the the customer has to do. Is that going to be a good user experience? But if it also doesn't have the range and that's not going to be a good user experience. So we ended up making this stand. But the unintended consequence of that was that when people go to the pool and they put the transmitter in the stand, now it's so visible. People come up to people asking them like, what is that? And it's like become a conversation starter. And it's actually been like a really interesting organic marketing tool because everyone else's deck looks the same with like a kickboard, but now you have this transmitter that's super visible um, and has been like a really cool experience for us. But at the time, we thought it was going to be like such a hassle and such a downside to the whole user experience. And that's just like one example of something that we had to change that ended up turning out positive. But yeah, I mean, we're still new, relatively speaking, and constantly learning with every build of how to improve the tech and how to increase our yield and how to enhance our overall customer experience. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, this is just super interesting to me. Shira, I got to ask you the question I ask everyone who comes on the podcast, what is your secret to scaling? Our secret to scaling is really utilizing the passion population of swimmers. We've already found that because diehard swimmers swim all the time, we've had these micro communities pop up in random cities where someone sees someone at the pool, they talk about it, they buy it. So we'll have like 10 orders from like a small city in Pennsylvania. And obviously as a as a company, referral or like word of mouth marketing is, I mean, that's the gold standard, right? That's what you aim for. So I think for us, the more that we can get out there, 
the more that we can learn about how people and where they're seeing it in these little communities. And then also like we've done no seating and it's all just organic people buy it. And then, but there's a lot of groups like triathlon groups or other swim groups that have this like ripe population that can scale very quickly. Yeah. I imagine I'm even thinking like Facebook groups would be a great place to get into, right? One of those, like just seed it in with one of those people and then boom, everybody. It's totally like one of those products where word of mouth is just built into it, right? Because everybody wants to be able to, I like, I I think like I'm, you know, big in the like mountain biking community now here. It's like, as soon as somebody has one cool new toy, it's like, yeah, yeah, we we all want it. We're like, and then we all send a link to each other to the exact same product listing. Everybody buys it. Right, right. (laughs) And it's a trustworthy community. I mean, especially if you do it right and it's an authentic buy-in, then you trust the people that are also within your space. And so for us, nurturing those relationships are really important. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Sure, I got three more questions for you here. I hope that sure. you are ready. Uh-oh. Number one question, what is your favorite tool or app that you're using right now? Top of mind is Airtable. Oh, yeah. oh you're an Airtable user. Okay. We are for our content production because it's like we have our instructors with workouts and we also have our audio production guy who can get in there and we can make notes and then my co-founder puts them on the app and it's all in one. Very helpful before we were sending everything over email. So Airtable. Awesome, awesome. Everybody who I've talked to who uses Airtable just absolutely loves it. We're Monday users, monday.com at all of our businesses. And some days I think, ah, I wish I had the more, the the functionality of Airtable. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like Monday on steroids. So yeah. Yeah. Any, anybody who's looking for interesting use case scenarios, I would definitely, definitely check out Airtable. Yeah. And we only use the basic version. So I'm sure there's like a plethora of options that I'm not even tapping into right now, but even for our just kind of really simple needs, it's been a game changer for flow. Awesome. Awesome. That's great. Second question, favorite podcast or audiobook that you're listening to right now? I really like Snacks Daily. Is that Robinhood? You know Snacks? Yeah, they they, they were bought yeah. by Robinhood. Oh yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So those those two guys, I've been listening to that for um, a while now, and I think it's a fun way to have your pulse on various business ventures. I feel like it's uh, digestible and, and easy to to listen to in a good amount of time. So that's the one I go to. Totally, I love. I, I get their emails every morning too. Not that I use mm. yeah, in Canada, we can't use Robinhood, but um, we use oh, interesting. I didn't know that. Other... I'm sorry, I didn't mean to rub that in your face. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's okay. We've got our own apps up here, you know, that are built for for Canadians who, you know, may be a little bit more, I don't know, tech savvy, you know, sure. The, we, sure. We, have, Fair we enough. have those kind of apps up here, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Snacks is dumbed down for us down here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I'm sure I, I'm actually not sure if everybody on the podcast knows, but we own companies in the States and in Canada. And I just want to let you know, I love Americans as well. You know, we're, we're very fond of Americans. <laughs> I feel like the fact that you had to state that for the record, um, you know, means something, but appreciate you saying that. It's, do you know why? It's because I make American jokes all the all time, the time. <laughs> with our American staff, like constantly I'm making American jokes. So I, I got I got to make sure I got to make up for it every once in a while and let them know like guys I, I really love you and appreciate you so I feel it. <laughs> Last question for you: If you could sit down with anybody for an hour, you could have a snack with them, some coffee, uh, some beer, some wine, some vodka, whatever you want. You get an hour, like no distractions, phones away. Uh, they have to be alive. Who would it be? Interesting. The first one that pops in my head is Tim Ferriss. I think he's top of mind. Just <gasps> Tim because we were just Ferriss. We were no just one has said Tim how, Ferriss. That's ever. interesting. Yeah, he he's top of mind because he's he's a believer in swim and has been like a new adult type swimmer. Um, and we still have yet fully connected them, but I'd be very curious just to kind of hear his thoughts and, and pick his brain. Oh man, Shira, he would be that, uh, uh, getting him to sponsor as well. If he was behind yeah. it would just be like, 
you'd never have to advertise again. Right, 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 <laughs> right. And I mean, again, we're completely biased, but I we really do think that there's some level of like organic relationship there in terms of what he's interested in. It wouldn't be a hard sell if he liked the product. So yeah, I think it'd be really cool to sit down. He does tons of organic stuff as well. So right. that's, right. yeah. Oh yeah, that'd be, that'd be, make sure your supply chain is, uh, is, is right. good to get that. Right. Perfect. Well, I wish I, I wish I you know, had a direct contact with Tim Ferriss and I would connect to you, but I don't, so. <laughs> that's all right. It's the thought that counts. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Shira, this was so great to, to get to chat with you. Uh, where can people find out more about you and more about Zygo? Yeah, so www.shopzygo.com is our website where you can purchase and check out more of about our tech. And then we also add Zygogram on Instagram and I'm at Shigo and open and love having conversations or questions. And so also on LinkedIn, happy to chat. Awesome, awesome. Really, really great to have you on. Thanks again for your time. No, thank you, Jordan. I appreciate it. Hey guys, we hope you really enjoyed today's episode. Can we ask you a favor? Hit subscribe so that you never miss an episode and share this with your e-commerce store owner friends. We also love reviews. So if you could leave us one on Apple Podcasts, that would mean so much to us. Just a reminder from the beginning of the episode, our team at Mindful Marketing is rapidly growing and we have room for one new brand a month that's looking to grow. Now, before you apply, please note that we're only looking for businesses that are ready to scale and have the capacity and the inventory for a large influx of orders. This opportunity is only available to brands that have had at least one year of sales history and are ready for explosive growth. If this sounds like you, go to mindfulmarketing.co slash apply and start the process today. I hope you guys have a great week.